0: Hey everybody, welcome to Minivan Men. I am Al Madrigal. We have a great show. It's just me and Richard Spade Jr. No Maz Jobrani, no Chris Spencer. We're talking about summer camp, how my wife is actually right and it kills me to admit it about this dog situation I got going on in Brooklyn. We're answering some mail. We're talking about firm handshakes, germy, scummy people touching your baby, how to karate chop their hands away. Here, Minivan Men, starting now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Minivan Men. I am here. This is a very this is a unique podcast because, for the first time, we have no Maz Jobrani. Actually, for the second time, we have no Maz Jobrani. Maz is in Malaysia. Chris Spencer, again absent, but with very good explanation, he is running his own TV show, which will soon debut on BET. So he is the creator and the showrunner and the head writer of a TV show. And um, that's a tremendous amount of responsibility. So it's understandable that he's got a lot of stuff going on. So that's why Chris has been gone. I am here in New York, but I have Richard Spate Jr. Who's been great to come on the last couple of shows? We've had him on. This is what your third or fourth appearance. This is my hat trick, number three. Okay, great. And, and by the um, way, are we?
1: Can we out the fact that we're bi-coastal? Is that? Yeah, like- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that all the time, so everybody knows I'm in New York and you're in Silver Lake with Jorge. Um, I have now the whole family. I've been talking about this happening for a long time. My entire family is living in New York.
1: Oh, So wait, are they right behind you right now? Because it's midnight your
0: time. It's midnight, so I have the two kids. I can't, I'm out in the living room area. My wife is sort of milling about behind me. But uh, I have uh, the two kids are in sort of this big room that we have in Brooklyn. And we have the two dogs that are here. Now, I sort of insisted. This is sort of a funny development. I insisted on our two dogs coming.
1: That sounds like a mistake, I guess is the it, word.
0: It was a huge mistake.
1: Yeah, dude, you live in New York. It's not, it's not called the Big Dog House. It's the Big Apple. Right, so like, wh- it's a wh- giant city. What
0: would I have done with these dogs? So I was thinking, okay, I can have them with my in-laws who live in Las Vegas. It's 113 degrees in Las Vegas where they are. My two in-laws, they have a history, a bad history with dogs. These are the two dogs that they've had. They gave one away. Well, my, I guess my wife and her brother had a sheepdog at one point. They and gambled one away, you mean. They gambled it away.
1: They bet <laughs> the dog. They bet the dog. Some people bet the farm. They bet the pooch.
0: And they put it all, they lost the car and the dog. And, the, yeah, the deed to the, the, everything, they lost it all. But they gave the dog away behind my wife's back. That's one oh. dog. And then they uh, lost, they, uh, they just let a dog walk away. They, a dog got lost. On their watch. So they
1: let a dog walk away. It was like there was like a standoff and said, Fine, go. And the dog just said, Well, then I will.
0: And it snuck out and then never found it again. Huh. So they they don't have the best history of dogs. So anyway, that was an option for taking care of them because I'm gone for five weeks.
1: Okay, I get it. But listen, Al, yes, you don't want to give them to the gambling problem family members. Got it. But isn't that why God gave us doggy hotels? I mean, right, couldn't you? You know how
0: much those places cost. I'm not Moz Joebrani over here. I can't afford to have my <laughs> dogs. You get throw some in... of that
1: Daily Show money at a nice setup for the pooch.
0: It's fifty five dollars <laughs> each dog each day.
1: Okay, never mind. Scrap the hotel idea. That's a terrible. So
0: idea. So that's it costs a fortune. So they come with us. I, I get tickets for them on United, which is one hundred and twenty five dollars each way each dog. So two hundred fifty oh. bucks. Put him under the seat. My one dog that we have, Henry Noodles, little Wait. chihuahua mixes. Um, it, what did you call it? His name is, we, the, each of the kids got to pick a name. So one kid said Henry, the other one said Noodles. The dog ended up being named Henry Noodles. So Henry <laughs> Noodles has anxiety issues.
1: Well, wouldn't you? Your middle name is a pasta. <laughs>
0: so we We. Um, he's horrible in the car. He pukes. He, I don't know what happened to him. He's this rescue dog. So who knows what this backstory is that he has. Uh, he was abused by... He hates Mexicans. He cannot stand... He loves me, but he can't stand <laughs> Mexicans, Asian guys with baseball hats. He's, he's a racist dog. You yeah, have this racist chihuahua mix.
1: Well, he also seems to hate America's game. Is this Asian guys <laughs> in baseball hats? Like, it's yeah. specific to the attire?
0: Yeah, he can't stand it. So, so an
1: Asian guy in a beret could walk clean.
0: Yeah, he's, he's fine. But Asian guy in a baseball hat, he flips out. So, and my neighborhood is chock full of Asian guys rocking baseball hats. Anyway, so he's, he's a little nuts. He pukes in cars. He's a very nervous little dog. So we buy something called, for him called the the Thunder Shirt. What? The Thunder Shirt, which you can look this up is a tight Velcro shirt that wraps around his body to constrict his breathing so he just automatically is mellow. So we put him in these dog carriers. Each dog carrier costs 50 bucks. Thunder shirt, I think I'm into for 50 bucks. So at this point, I might as well put him in a kennel. And I put him under the seats. I bring the whole family on the plane. And I take these two dogs. Now I got them in this Brooklyn apartment. They're flipping out, because they used to have a doggy door. They have free access to the backyard.
1: By the way, I'm can... looking at the Thunder shirt. It's a girdle.
0: <laughs> it's a girdle. It's, it's, it's a girdle. for a dog. It's dog you, you've
1: taken Henry Noodles, who, by the way, according to you, is already neurotic, and now you've made him feel fat.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got dog spanks on. And we, um, now we got him in this Brooklyn apartment, and there's another dog here that's territorial. They're all friendly now. But I have to walk them three times a day. I used to be able to get away with one walk a day or two at max. Now i got three walks in me a day. They're freaking out. There's rats everywhere in New York. So we go out at night, and we see rats all over the place. It's summertime. There's a heat wave going on, and there's rats out. Yeah. I have two basically what are rat terriers that are freaking out Just trying to get it. it's, So walking these guys Is a huge pain in the ass And you know who warned me Not to do any of this? Your wife. wife Yeah eh. So now I yeah. insisted And I've had to admit Which kills me It's like pulling over And asking for directions Like I Really do other thing Where like I don't want to admit That she's right And she's totally right
1: Yeah Dude That's got to be A tough pill to swallow
0: It's horrible but like, other than that, New York is really working out. How's your summer going so far?
1: So far, so good. We put the kids in Spanish camp. Spanish for, camp? Yeah, we did, a, we did a Spanish camp for one week. Because we had, we had the kids kind of rocking the Montessori thing for the summer, which is fine, but it's not much of a switch from what they do during the year. Sure, and it's how they,
0: um, are they cooking? Is it all play? Is it, uh, like, are they coming away with any Spanish?
1: Well, you mean at the Spanish, the Spanish camp? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. They loved it. Now, here's the other thing about it's like kids. Hot if your kids chicks. are learning a second language, this is, the, this is the trick. If you, like, I speak English very well. I, I'd like to think I'm fluent. That. Yeah. So my kids are comfortable speaking English to me. They're, they're good there. My wife is fluent in Spanish. I did
0: not know that. Yes. Yeah, your see, wife so, is as she, white as somebody could be.
1: I know, exactly. Blonde. But she, she's fluent in the Spanish. And so the kids will talk to her a little bit in Spanish, but hell if I know if they learned anything because they won't say anything. I mean, literally, if I walk in the room, it's like there's being there's a secret being passed, and they could be saying, "Well, uh, cochina," blah blah. Oh. Hey Dad, um, and they switch. <laughs> so I have no idea, but I will say that's this: that's why they
0: like pass English-only rules at companies because they always thought that the uh, Spanish-speaking employees were talking bad about the white people. So you fear that in your own home.
1: I know for a fact my sons are talking
0: bad about the white people,
1: <laughs> but they're usually doing it in English to my face. This is a and switch again. You so at least uh, they're going to talk paint smack, a picture, they do it in The whitest family
0: you've seen, or could not have seen. You guys are very white.
1: Yeah, we're, we're we actually are, and Al, oh, I think you can back me up here, super white. Super my kids white. are barely opaque. Family. Yeah.
0: Translucent. Yeah, so, and so it was
1: really funny, because they, they know a little bit of Spanish anyway, before they started Spanish camp, and it was, the lady was sort of greeting the kids, and it was funny seeing my middle kid, who's just always reticent to go into a new situation, but because of his older brother. In reference
0: brother. to, in previous episodes, that is the uh, the smearer. That's
1: the poo smear guy. Well, I like yeah. to call him the fecal artist. I think right. Pusmier sends the <laughs> right. wrong message. So, he's an artist who prefers to work in the fecal
0: realm. Yes. Yeah, so, and also speaks a little Espanol on yeah, the pe- side.
1: Speaks a little Espanol because if you're really going to impress the ladies, once they've seen your fecal work, you close with the Spanish. So sure. he he's uh he's walking. He's a little reticent, and the lady says, "And forgive me, anybody who sp- speaks Spanish, forgive me for my Spanish because it's terrible." So. Yes, Jorge right now is, he's excusing me. I've been given a pass. So she walks up to Fletcher, says, buenos dias. And, and he responds in a pitch-perfect accent, buenos dias. And she says, oh, because she, you know, she sees these two honky kids walking up. She's thinking they're not going to know their A from a hole in the ground. He says, well, como está? And he says, muy bien. <laughs> like kind of sour faced, he didn't say it that deeply, but like kind of sour faced because he's still scared. But I'm like, he's actually speaking in Spanish. Like he kind of right out of the right out of the gate impressed the the top brass. So, but and they loved it every day. They came back. They were the the whole theme. The theme of the camp was Ecuador. So they were doing the Ecuadorian flag and 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 hiking through Ecuadorian forests and and all had a great time. And we were playing a. Spanish language song, a uh, CD every day that she said was muy importante for us to play a lot so we did and um so it was great the kids really seemed to learn and bond and were really excited to go and i think they're actually kind of b- bummed to leave
0: what are you thing. doing next what's the next plan well, how much little, was that? if you don't mind me talking about cuz i think it, 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 prices of camps are important for this camp to wasn't know. that
1: expensive this this camp was I mean, I guess all things being relative, I think we dropped 500 bucks for the two kids for a week. That's, so, you know, know, 250.
0: Yeah. But they weren't going, dude, this a, was like. If like, you break that down per hour, it's not crazy. We are finding that New York prices are a little bit uh, steeper than we are accustomed to. Well, what? But so, what,
1: I mean, that took, probably took a lot of digging. Like, you probably had to really research and go buy a banana for $14. Obviously, it's in New York, everything's yeah. more expensive there.
0: We went and just camps was it was like finding you know things that they wanted to do nearby where we could walk to so we found a food and art camp for louisa where um we went and sort of checked in there it's very close by walking distance at the basement of this church where they do cooking every day and so far she's made some jams but they were nice enough to prorate it for us and so she started that on this, this last Wednesday and then has been loving that. And then Lorenzo went, and you got to check this out. It's so awesome. Uh, Lorenzo is a big basketball player. I've talked about that. He went and did Brooklyn, USA hoops. So I'm scared already. Already yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. He is the only um, non-African-American child. In okay. this uh, hoops thing, and according to the coach, one of the best players. And it was all right. Yeah, it was pretty so he's awesome. His own. And he's telling me like somebody, everybody's yelling, somebody got to guard that guy. Somebody's got to guard that guy. That's and, cool. Um, but I know your th-
1: son to be athletic anyway. Like I, I've never seen him play basketball, but I
0: also know you have a basketball hoop. We had that basketball hoop, and then he played soccer against. But it's soccer. Us I've ended. seen. That's
1: what I'm saying. I've seen him play soccer, and he's really good.
0: Um, So he did this basketball thing. And then there's this guy who apparently is this sort of Brooklyn basketball legend is the coach and organizer of this summer camp and greets Kristen at the end of the first day and goes, hey, I want to tell you something. This kid's really good. And it's very exciting. He's a tiny little guy. That's awesome. But for this guy who's put, he has, I think, 14 point guards in the NBA um, over his history. It's like talking about all of his achievements. And um, he coached Chris Mullen and worked with Mark Jackson, who's the coach of the Warriors. And uh, he's like, let me tell you something. He told me today, I dropped Lorenzo off at this camp today. And he said, are you his dad, huh? Let me tell you something. This kid's good. He doesn't know how small he is. He just goes for it. It's amazing. And um, then Lorenzo played with the big kids today. One of the kids, he said, can touch the rim. Hmm. That's how big and athletic all these kids are. And they're all 10 and 9 and stuff like that. And these kids are going to go on. Some of these kids in this camp are definitely going to go on to play college basketball and play in the NBA. And Lorenzo was playing with the big kids and made a three-pointer. Nice. And it's very exciting. I love this, and uh, so that costs like two hundred bucks. We're going to try to keep him in that for as long as he will do it. Do you think just, Lorenzo
1: um, would have been intimidated to see you and me shooting hoops at Moz's house last week? Do you think oh that my gosh. would he have? What do you said? Well, oh my gosh, loved it. This is that where I get tiny it. Tiny
0: hoop. I um, we played so much basketball. Maz has this little, and I, he actually Maz told the story of of building that basketball hoop and going out to buy uh, buy the whole thing, but. Um, It, um, we, 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 we dunked. Did you, you dunked for the first time in your entire life, right? I, look, okay,
1: this is, this is about the the kids, the show's about the children. I don't know if we need to out me as a non-dunker, but I think, yes, I'm not, I'm not a large man as far as that, the basketball goes, I guess, compared to certain tribes of pygmies. I'm, I'm tallish, but no, for the most part, that height's not my bit and vertical leap is not my gift. Uh, so, no, I, I sort of I hadn't done the dunking thing. And, you know, Al, when you and I grew up in the 40s, you, could, you couldn't just lower a goal. There was no yeah, that's, lowering that's a true. goal. You know what I mean? Like a now, goal was a goal. It was a basketball uh, you,
0: goal. You missed the opportunity to get a basketball hoop for your kids. Will your ch- children play basketball at some point?
1: Go, you know what? Again, I'm gonna get the goal every like every time Al comes over. I got a concrete backyard, you know. We have a little pad out there, and he's like, "No basketball goal." I made one glitch in the landscaping. There's no basketball goal. I will right that great wrong. It's not like Steve has missed his in ween- his high school basketball years. He's five. He'll or he's six. We'll, we'll get him out there. We'll get him we'll get him shooting the ball.
0: Let's get Steve going. And remember uh, Richard has the his kids have the best names ever. What are they uh, We have Fletcher? Steve, Steve Fletcher and Frank and Frank. Uh, let's take a break on that note and then uh, we'll be right back. Hey,
1: this is Maz Jobrani. I'm starting a tour again. I'll be in Portland and Houston in September. I'll be at Cobbs in San Francisco as well as the Warner Theater in D.C. uh, and New York in November. So check out MazJobrani.com. Also follow me at
0: Maz Jobrani. That's my Twitter handle. And we are back. Um, Hey, everybody. We have... uh, It's me, uh, Al, Patrick, no Maz, no Chris, and... um, not too much complaining this time. You know, I got
1: to tell you something about what? Chris Spencer. I have a, I, I have a theory. He doesn't exist. He's snuffleupagus. Yeah. Well, actually, really? he was snuffleupagus in the seventies. I think snuffleupagus very, now is visible. He's got a to show
0: kids. that he wrote and uh, he pitched, which is this is impossible for anyway We've talked about this before. Like getting a show on television is. Just incredibly difficult. Never and Chris pulled that off. So exactly, you've never. I mean, it's hard, and just getting cast in a show is difficult. But to pitch one, write one, have one picked up, and then be the showrunner of it—it's like an incredible deal. So anyway, that's happening for him right now. So so, if he existed, justified.
1: we'd all be very happy for him.
0: Yeah. Um, We get mail through minivanmen at gmail.com. I've got a couple things. You know, it's it's sort of all over the place, so, and that's it's good for the show recently because we're a little bit all over the place. Um, So let's just start. Uh, We are, it's been a while since we've done this. Uh, This is from Jonas. Uh, Since I grew up with no dad, uh, that's, you know, it starts off sad, Jonas. That's a, that's I realized a... that there are many scenarios that I never thought about or knew how to deal with as a boy bringing it off, you know, being brought up with a solo mom. I was curious if you guys could talk about some of these things on your show and how you as men anticipate teaching your kids about these things. The manly handshake. This is one that's always confused me. All the adult men I've encountered, from teachers, preachers, girl, uh, girls' fathers, businessmen, always did the hand-squeeze handshake when I met them, and I was weirded out by it Um, I'm gonna stop right there Um, that's one of the few things that my dad just really emphasized that you look a man in the eyes, right in the eyeballs squeeze that hand and you do a firm handshake and I tell that to my son you don't want somebody offering you a dead fish. No,
1: no, dude, the dead fish is a, it's a deal Do you want Break somebody him. offering
0: you the left hand, the wrong hand, no. and you just do the dead fish with the wrong hand? Do the dead I'll fish backwards hand? Face. Like, you
1: got the right hand, they got the left hand, and it's this weird backward backhanded dead no, fish No, I'll thing. slap
0: a man across the face if he gives me the left the, the dead fish with the limp. Oh, yeah, no, no mean, to, no to all of you out there who run down my the street. I take my gloves out, and I will challenge him to a duel. I cannot stand a, a limp handshake. I don't okay, know why. But, but let's get so, into
1: this, though. Let's let's dissect this, because what is the origin? What is it we're really saying with the handshake? And why does it have to be so effing you know firm? What, you
0: know what it is? It's respect for that other man. That's is it? That's what it is. I think it is.
1: Or is it a, is, is it a tinkle it's, contest? I'm a man.
0: I respect you as a man. And I'm looking you in the eyes. And we are both men. And we're shaking hands. And that's what it is. And I respect you. I mean, even so, I like a woman with a firm handshake.
1: All right, well, that's, a, that's saying, a fetish you know, this thing. Is,
0: me meeting you is important, and that's what it's saying to me. Like, this is an important meeting that's going on. Or when you shake someone's hand firmly, when you say goodbye to them. Like, I really don't like it when people don't say goodbye. When we're in a, I'm in a group, let's say I'm hanging out with a group of people at a bar, and people just sort of drift away and walk away without saying goodbye to me, right. I'm offended.
1: Well, it depends on what you've been doing earlier in the night. There may be a right, reason if to escape unnoticed. everybody's wasted and
0: somebody goes MIA, I get it. But I'm just telling you, I really am. I like somebody looks me in the I'm not saying that everything's going to be like this sort of Nebraska. Sir, very nice to meet you. It has to be this thing. I'm just saying, you know, nice, respectful handshake. Hey, take it easy. You know, some sort of acknowledgement, and I think that's what a, a firm handshake is. Okay. So anyway, bu- this guy goes on and says, okay. um, Uh. You know, I grew up in the hip hop generation where most everyone greeted and still greets each other with a one-handed man hug, chest bump, you know, the pat on the back, um, and no one ever taught me the man shake. So, um, you old guys, Ill, old guys do. <laughs> Did he say that so many of you old school guys do? I thought I was just—I you know, I was being called old for a second. Yeah, he, For a sp-
1: second, I got offended too. Like, hey, um, when did manners become dated? Yeah,
0: yeah, who's this Jonas? How old is this guy? So is this something that you will impart on your kids? Yeah, it, I, mean, I think I answered that. It's already done. I think every kid should learn some sort of old school respect stuff, and that's looking people in the eyes and saying thank you and just manners. And I think a, a firm handshake falls in line with manners. No,
1: you were talking about bars, by the way, in the greeting, the greeting system in a social situation. Do you know that you're supposed to look people in the eye when you do the cheers, when you clink glasses, yes. you're supposed to look yeah. in the eye. Do you know what the origin of that is though? What is that? There's an actual historical origin for that. It's in the old days, the cheering of you know, grog or steins of beer or whatever, it was supposed to, you're supposed to tap hard enough for the liquid to slosh out. So that you're swapping beverages and you're looking each other in the eye, you're basically saying, I'm not poisoning you and you're not poisoning me. It was the old way of saying, because our, our, our uh, drinks are mixing. And, uh, you know, you could tell the truth by looking each other in the eye, and then you're sloshing beverages. It means nobody's dying, at least here at this table, during this round. All right. I, I like it. See, so next time I do that, don't back away scared. And if I don't look at you,
0: you're a dead man. That's what it really says. This is, um, let's, let's go to the next one. I, I did not know that. This is good information. I like it. Um, I'm not trying to kill anybody.
1: Whatever, I Al. wish I
0: could. A lot of times I wish I could kill people. A lot of times I think about, and I don't know if this is crazy to have, like, do you ever have this is weird, <laughs> murderous thoughts? Yeah. You ever, like, well,
1: uh, right now, not so much, not in my life. But when I was younger, I used to have weird dreams where I'd beat people up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it was stress. Weird sort of daydreams that I beat people up in daydreams. I just. um, Are they specific people? talked about this on the show a long time ago, but I'm just, um, again, I'm half Mexican, half Sicilian. I run hot. You're a trained killer. You're
1: like a pit bull. Like, no one can be surprised
0: when you bite them. Nope. I will snap. Which, by the way, we were around a pit bull. We never talked about this on this last show that you were on. We were around. We were both at a barbecue with a pit bull. Oh, yeah, Al. Yeah, and we did. Yeah, we were. we both hate pit, pit bulls. I don't like a pit bull.
1: <sighs> you know, I, and I know this is just going to make people angry. Because there's a lot of dog lovers okay, out well, there. And the dog lovers listening. even Horace um, just shrugged. Like, he's like, yeah, th- you're going to do people. My good
0: friend, people. who's a fellow podcaster and I, I work with, and we're about to launch this podcast network together, Bill Burr, his girlfriend, saved a pit bull. He talks about it in his act. But saved it from, like, Compton running across the street. Had been used in cage matches or whatever. And it was Michael Vick pit bull. And saved it, put it in the car. It's in their house. It's been with them for about two years. And um, I went over there to visit. They got a new house or whatever. And uh, he's like, don't look it in the eyes. Don't look it in the eye. Oh. That's terrifying to me. I was chased yes. by a pit bull uh, when I was a little kid, and I was like treed by it. You know, I just jumped up in a tree. It oh. was one of the scariest things that ever happened to me. I just don't like dogs. You know what my worst fear is? Like when I'm walking through a parking lot and you see a cracked window, and then uh, you're walking through like a cars. Let's say you're walking like Dodger Stadium or something, or just any a parking lot where you're walking through cars. Yeah, and then a, a car, a dog just lunges. Out of that space in the window. <laughs> that's like the most frightening thing to me. But it so, happens,
1: right? Has it ever happened to you? Because it happened to me. Yeah, it scares the it scares Fletcher's artwork right out of you.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. I so I don't like a pit bull, but we were at a party with a pit bull. That was a sweet dog.
1: Well, the yeah, the dog was sweet. That's fine, but it's like
0: it, you look, think they're but, gonna snap.
1: Yeah, it just it. It's in there. It's like again. Al, it's you. It's a, it's the Sicilian mix in there. Like it's the pit bull. Is just, I always feel like you see. I've seen too many Judge Judy's where the people are saying he's never done this. He was a sweet dog. We loved him, and we had no idea he would rip that child's nose right off his mug. You know, and so I always feel like I'm gonna be the the plaintiff in front of Judge Judy, saying that same thing. Going and 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 our good friends will be there going. We didn't know this would happen. You know, maybe Richard was wearing steak-scented aftershave or something that provoked the dog.
0: <laughs> you do love, you do love STK. I gotta the, say, I the love the aftershave. steak. I love the little,
1: you know. I mean, you, th- that goes back to the green egg, but that's a separate conversation. But yes, I love, I love smelling like meat. You know, I'll say it. And I always feel like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna do something that's gonna make the once docile pit bull, the pit bull that never had thoughts of devouring human, snap. And so I can't ever truly relax when I see a dog. And you know what that you know what that doesn't help. That doesn't help your children relax. When they see dad like wound like a banjo string, then the kids are like what, what, what I, so I'm not exactly instilling the love of the pit bull to the boys either, but I'm afraid because no, no, Fletcher runs want, up and I like he,
0: pit, you know, every in L.A. There's always a story because everybody's got these pit bulls, and there's always a story about somebody biting a little girl's, like you said, biting a girl's face off. Yeah, and it was the nicest dog, but then Never it, did just it snuck the little girl snuck up on it, and then there's just pit bulls everywhere. I don't like it anyway. Let, let's go to this next one. Um, this, this guy says he was actually introduced by Bilber's uh, podcast uh, because he should have referred uh, to us. This is Adam from Australia. He is saying, I'm a new dad myself. This is a great one. I love this. this. I'm a new dad myself, and I thought I'd throw out a discussion topic. Randoms touching my baby and how to handle it. In oh. particular, how my wife handles it. My wife is a little feisty, to say the least. Uh, when the lady at the... Um, uh, on the door at the department store, touched my child. My wife went off. I thought I might have to go back in and buy a shovel to dispose of the body. Not trying to be a snob, but I don't want un- the unwashed masses pawing at my child, certainly not the standard um, with the standard of personal hygiene these days. So what's your advice to stop it? I flat out tell people no touching, but often they are so quick to stick their hand in the pram and go for the grope um, keep up the good work, Adam, you're Perth, Australia. This is very true. When you have a little baby, I'm sort of a germaphobe. I think I've talked about this before, but I don't want anybody touching anything. Uh, relatives, that's one thing. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't let you, me sit in the chair because you, handle, your house, you right? have a beautiful new baby that people want to squeeze the cheeks and say hello. Um, wh- is that happening to you right now?
1: Well, okay. Now, in fairness, Frank is nearing a year and i think you start and he's adorable and the greatest man of all time but you but you you tend to relax by that phase because i feel like it's that newborn phase where it's really where you're really on pins and needles and i gotta say i I, i'm with the guy from perth don't touch the baby you know i know his wife may have gone off the rails but I, you know what? She has a reason to. You don't know where these people scratching their Look, anus and then. You and know what you
0: can say. You make up an illness. Say Adam. If people say, if people say, can I touch the baby? Then you say, no. She's actually sick right now. I prefer you don't pick her up or trying to make her sleep or just have some good excuse in your back pocket for when this happens. That's so but, funny. You,
1: you said make up an illness, and I was thinking, what? What is Adam going to tell them that he has? I thought you're going to say, oh, can I touch your baby? And he said, no, I have herpes. No. Like, yeah, I, I don't have the segue. Has the baby yes, has no, yes, you're C. right. Make, make up the baby is, has, a, has the sniffles. <laughs> That's smart. But it yeah. does, it is annoying. And by the way, on that same note, and Al, you can speak to this, and Adam, you can email about this, I, I feel the same thing in the pre-birth, the pregnant ladies. People will walk up and touch your wife's stomach oh. in a way that in a, in a bar nine months earlier would have gotten them wearing a chair as a hat. Yeah. Like, they will just have no problem laying their hands on the abdomen
0: no this all fits together because it's like the same guy that's given the firm handshake i will kill people don't touch my family I don't yeah. want anybody touching my family. That's another thing I'm going to tell my son: don't let anybody touch your family.
1: Yeah, but that's now that's you know you you were you're very pro man handing you know men touching hands, but I guess no touching yeah, the babies. Yeah, but men right?
0: respecting other men's uh, women and babies and not to, uh, touching ah, them. I don't hey. like the the woman at the department store, especially if it's like it's some greeter that is shaking everybody's hand as they're entering this strange Gosh. Australian department store. You might as well be a petri
1: dish touching your child. Oh, yeah well, I, I totally agree thing.
0: It's like if you saw contagion that movie <laughs> where the d- disease spreads it's yeah. all it starts with bar nuts.
1: so you 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 can say so the advice lets let's, let's just burn this down to a to a, a nub here we're talking about the answer Adam is no don't touch my baby and if you want to add a little politeness to it out through the sand, it's a good idea make up a disease she's got the yeah, sniffle he has
0: got lupus
1: yeah she's got l- Yes. So I think, yeah, lupus. that's the move. And you're not, out, you're not out of line, and neither is your feisty wife.
0: <laughs> and they say, what's your baby's name? I say Lupe. And then when they say, why, can I touch it? And he goes, no, my baby is lupus. That's and good. And then they're gonna, you're going to make somebody say, your baby Lupe has lupus? And that'll be worth it, I think, in, as a reward. You could say, just try to make people say strange things. Really? That's, your baby has, um, is that contagious? Yep. Extreme an authority and a weird di- disease. Now my baby's got croup, cradle cap, um, eczema. You could use Moz's baby's problems to for your no own baby. No one's gonna. No one's but gonna
1: think a cradle cap is a, is contagious.
0: Yeah, no, it's it no, is. not. It is. If I just insisted, are you gonna really insist on touching my baby if I say cradle cap's contagious?
1: That's like telling somebody hat head is contagious. Like, yep. I'm sorry, but, I have hat head. Don't come near me. any <laughs> <laughs>
0: really sense? Bad hat head.
1: You go to a very lowbrow store, Adam. If they believe that your ha- that that cradle cap is contagious. No, yeah, but I don't
0: want scummy people. Or would you let a homeless guy touch your baby? Wait,
1: I, what? Is is it a millionaire between homes, or you mean like an actual homeless man? No, uh-huh. I wouldn't let anybody. I'm on your side. I'm I'm agreeing. Keep the ger- keep the germs off the 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 niños. I'm with you. Yeah, totally I, with I, you.
0: People are so gross. I have such a hard time in hotel rooms. I'm not going to go past my baby. But on the other hand. Look, this is the people I'm living with here that have this little baby and their French doctor, I think, told them, look, anything your baby's going to get. Because these people I'm living with just sort of took their baby out right away. The baby was three days old. They had it out in the street.
1: I know. Well, that's, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Some people like to live dangerously. But and by the way, was that the, is that the end of Adam's email? It was like the, that was his last that was his big issue? Yeah.
0: No, he says know, just wanted. To, so, what's your advice to stop it? And I think we answered that. I think um, he says no touching, but they're so quick to stick their hand in. So you have to like just sort of be you know, wax on, wax off, and just be a little crib, you know, carriage hand blocker, and just smack it. It gives you an excuse to smack some stranger's hand. Um, I'm just awesome. curious, can, can a podcast get sued? Cause uh, I feel like you <laughs> might be leading somebody to get their
1: ass kicked. Yeah,
0: I know. Beat up some people.
1: <laughs> just remember, this is, this is advice. Please consult your physician before following through with any of this. Who cares? W- what do you got? What
0: else you got in the inbox? Suggestion I'm putting away from the iPhone because I, I we talked to a lot of people are, are phone addicts. Uh, this right. is from Colin. Um, a lot of people are... Really addicted to their phones. I can't stop looking at it because again, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, I have Facebook. By the way, follow me on all those things so I can really have more excuses to look at my phone. Yeah,
1: that's undermining. That's undermining your put down the phone <laughs> monologue you're about to deliver when by you way, throw wait, in the, me please the plug. On Facebook.
0: I have four different. So. Um, I'm looking at it constantly, but when you do stand up, you just you know, you look down the crowd. And there's people just checking their phones nonstop. So I heard you guys are talking about being glued to your iPhones whenever you're at home. I thought I'd pass along a little system I occasionally use with my BlackBerry when I get home. By accident, when I bought my cordless phone home set, I realized that it came with a Bluetooth feature that allows you to pair your cell phone to the base on your cordless unit, allowing your cell calls then to be routed to the cordless handsets in your home. Uh, below is link to a similar unit. And so now when I come home, I basically stick my cell in a drawer when I want to be free, but I won't miss any calls because they'll go through my home phone.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm do- giving that the thumbs down, so is Jorge, that's a terrible
0: idea. Yeah, I think it sucks too.
1: That's a terrible idea. He's saying so,
0: he's got the, you go to Amazon, it's the Panasonic uh, Bluetooth cordless handset. Don't
1: plug, nobody, nobody buy that. Because you know, here's the problem. If you're like, if you're running around, you got kids. This is a podcast for people with children, which means yeah. at some point you're not going to be answering that phone, your landline. It's going to be going to voicemail, which might very well be a phone that is broadcasting a, like a like a, a answer machine that's broadcasting like you're screening calls. Now, your buddy calls your cell phone. He's not calling your home phone for a reason so that when that picks up and he goes beep, he's not going to say, hey, Marcia. Hey, Dave. Uh, just checking on the wine mixer. See if you're going to come. Oh, he's going to open up bad. with, hey, ass face. No, yeah, yeah. Who do I have to blow to get you to call me back? Like he's literally going to be doing guy speak, and you and your wife and your children are going to be horrified, and you'll be scrambling. The and then you have to throw him under the bus and go, and "How dare you call my house with that?"
0: Here's some of the stuff that he's talking about. Oh, it's awful. This shit. That, the and, the,
1: and your friends. I mean, the shit they've done and what they'd say. Oh, awful. It'd be terrible. I mean, not you. The guy who sent the email. Uh, you know, who that's a, it's a ter- that's a, that is a rabbit hole you do not want to go down. If you nope. really don't he, want to get cell phone calls the in the house, said,
0: uh, leave it in the car. You found when you don't have your phone on it, you'll be drawn to it less. I don't pair up my phone. I try to stick, I'm doing a new thing now. Even for the, like, the daily show, I'm looking at stuff constantly. I'm having to work on other things. I really have a problem with distraction. And I've been leaving my phone... For like two hour periods and then coming back and checking in. And of course I have, you know, nine texts and eight missed phone calls, but I leave it for a chunk of time. And then I just try to return all in one shot rather than looking at it constantly and dealing with each thing as it comes in. Yeah. This is my better advice. I put it away for two hours at a time. Try to do some work. Yeah. Go and you know, my, you know what answer, my wife answer, and I are answer, trying answer, to do? Put it away.
1: We're trying to do the no phones in the car bit. Oof. Yeah, I know it's tough, but you know what? You know what message I'm sending to the children? Stoplights or chat time on the telephone or text time? Like you know, it's I think it's sending the wrong. No, I'm a, no I'm, texting in the car. I'm bad. Kids. I'm bad about it. So I, I'm trying to live by example for starters. By the way, us talking about, and I guess it was just me talking about it, but like what kind of message we're sending to our children about cell phone usage? Is like grandma saying, I'm concerned about the rotary phone. And what, because the technology by the time they are operating yes, a motor it's vehicle, a different
0: thing. Yeah, they'll it's have
1: something good. embedded in their eyebrow that they, they'll have called the Think Chat. And they'll think about somebody and they'll ring their other eyebrow. And I don't, I don't know.
0: ThinkChat.com.
1: It's just going to be very, very different. So I guess I've put the cart before the horse. So ignore my last point, I guess is what I'm boiling it down to. Ignore my last suggestion. <laughs> forget hey, it um, text away that,
0: that seems like a show Keep if you have any uh, things that you want to ask or you want to the show questions uh, advice we'll take it all uh, read through this stuff minivanmen at gmail.com um, you can also start for the very first time going to allthingscomedy.com for the minivan page and interact with us there that should be all set up uh, very shortly so allthingscomedy.com Bill Burr, Harlan Williams, Greg Barron, a whole big uh, podcast network that we're starting um, with uh, some other podcasters. So this is the very first you've heard of it here. Um, It's uh, very close to becoming a reality. Uh, thank you very much. I, I feel like it's so late that I'm low in energy, and I apologize for that, but it really is closing in on 1 o'clock in the morning in New York, and I have to go to work in six hours.
1: I think, I think um, it's what it's like. It's like they're hearing what a podcast is like. A bi- This is a bi-coastal podcast. You've experienced it. One guy tired, one guy not. <laughs>
0: One guy in his garage, one guy trying to keep it down somewhat when other people sleep. All right. Um, thank you very much uh, for monster Jobrani, Chris Spencer, Richard Spate Jr., Al Madrigal. You've been listening to the Minivan Men. All right, folks, thanks for listening.
1: If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks.
0: Minivanmen.